welcome in. You are listening to another episode of Money Mail. Keep the change.co.nz. An audio deep dive into each of the weekly lessons. This week for you, week number 48. What a quick $2 billion look under the carpet shows us. Well, well, well. $2 billion look sounds pretty scary. Let's dig in and see what it was all about for week number 48. Getting really deep into the content now by this stage. So, kick it off by saying my week started by reading some data about the amount of Kiwis who owe money to the Ministry of Social Development. You guys probably listen to these and think, what does this guy like do with his life? What's he studying? What's he reading? But yeah, got a bit on. Um, I enjoy this stuff and it just intrigues me. I'm always just trying to upskill and learn and figure out what's kind of happening overall in the economy, what people are doing. For some reason, it's exciting for me or maybe not exciting, but um, it's interesting. So I find it easy to to study and learn in those areas and partly it helps me figure out what may happen for clients and just the way people are acting because I'm always looking for the ways that people are acting to determine what that may mean for the future and that's allowed me to predict a number of things to happen that I've then been able to uh, capitalise off the back off with investments and just what people may or may not do ahead of them even realising that they'll do it. So I think that's where the excitement comes from. But anyway, this article that I was reading, it tells us that almost 560,000 people now owe $1.9 billion to Ministry of Social Development. What do these people owe money for, you ask, Luke? These loans come about from taking out interest-free loans for things like school uniforms, the dentist, electricity, and car repairs. Essential items for families struggling to make ends meet. That's over 1 in 10 New Zealanders. Take it down to a household level, and that is a lot of households. Households requiring debt to get themselves life essentials. On average, each person each person owes about $500 more than they did three years ago, with the average amount being $3,420. This is 50,000 more people than in 2018. Can you see why financial literacy is so important? Let's just look at that again. That's pretty bloody scary. So over 1 in 10 people in New Zealand owe money to the Ministry of Social Development. And the Ministry of Social Development are facilitating loans for things like school uniforms, the dentist, electricity and car repairs, things that people, including beneficiaries, can't afford. So they're essentials and people can't make ends meet. So they're borrowing money from the Ministry of Social Development through their different ways that they lend it out. And they owe, on average, $3,420 per person. That's $500 more than 2018, three years ago. With 50,000 more people requiring that. If that doesn't scare the shit out of you, and that doesn't show you that when you read or hear our government, and again, this is not, uh, when I say our government, I don't mean like, I don't like Labour or anti-Labour, I don't care who's in power. Like if, if you believe the things like, oh, we're getting people out of poverty, that's just bullshit. Like It's just not true. It's not actually what's happening. There's 50,000 more people borrowing from three years ago from the Ministry of Social Development. Not money that they don't have to pay back. This is money that they have to pay back. They already can't make ends meet to provide the things for their families that they need to. And they are then allowed to borrow money to meet these requirements. And I'm not shitting on these people. I'm not saying that, you know, um, that they should know better because... 
who, who knows? Like that, that's just not even going to go go down that rabbit hole. But you know, that's that's a lot more people, and that is one in ten people around us. Now, as I record this, um, benefits have just gone up, which have been implemented by our current government, and that's a pay rise for um, for people that are on a benefit. And I think it's about three hundred fifty-five thousand people would have received an increase in income. Now that's about 7% of our population. So when they say those benefits are going to go into families' pockets and they are going to allow them to do so many more things, that's great in theory, but it's not actually what happens. They're probably going to be having to pay back the Ministry of Social Development for the things that they've already ticked up over the last year or so. So don't well, I guess what I'm telling you is, without even uh, reading Money Mail from this week, it's don't believe everything you see in the media or specifically from government announcements, whether that be whoever is in charge, Labour, National, that's probably the only two that ever are in charge, but they're going to church things up and talk them up in a way that you're going to think, oh, far out, we're, um, you know, we're making some good progress here and this is this is really good stuff to read, but... If you're not going to geek out like myself and go into the data, which no one's going to um, you know, think that you, you should be doing that, and I can forgive you for not wanting to, but just understand that the data doesn't lie, and these types of sets of data, they're not what people want to read, because like, who's going to want to read this shit? It's just too boring. You're like, oh, what's the point? But when people dig into this data and get these sorts of facts out, it's scary because you're like, oh, wow, we're actually not making any real progress here, but we love to blow the trumpet and pretend that we are and everybody celebrates the benefit going up and things and we're like, great work, you know, that's just so good for that area of society and stuff. And and it is to a degree because it will be helpful, but just know that it's not all going to end up getting spent on things that are going to be great for those people and their children and things like that because there's already debt ticked up to Vodafone, to Spark, to the own ministry, our own ministry, that's the taxpayer's ministry that funds that that line of income anyway. And, you know, that's got to be paid back. And so some of that benefit increase has to go towards doing exactly that because people that borrow, they borrow from their future to pay for things that they need now. And that's no different for you and I as well. And again, just to stress, I'm not ripping on this demographic or this um, profile of person because we all need help at times. But if we continue to enable people's ability to get money without understanding how it can be paid back uh, or whether there are consequences or implications for that, then we don't really teach people anything. So... That's what I mean by saying, can you see why financial literacy is so important? Now, we are eight minutes into this and only basically the first sort of six lines deep. So let's carry on. The niggly thing about data is that it doesn't lie. These problems aren't getting better, Luke. They're getting worse. Why? A number of the solutions we give people don't end up educating them. We all do it tough at times in life, and yes, some people have it better than others. But Luke, you need to own your own education in this space. Really take responsibility for it. Don't leave it to chance and to systems because quite clearly, 
they're failing us. Of course, they are well-intentioned, but as well-intentioned as they may be, we aren't getting it right. In a report I read this week that was put together by Christians Against Poverty, 96% of the people they helped get out of debt said debt made them feel stressed, 55% felt fearful, and 68% debt made them feel ashamed. If you've been in debt before, I have, you can relate to those emotions. You might think, well these things don't really impact you, and that's partly true, but someone has to sort the debt, don't they? One political party suggested we just wipe the $1.9 billion of debt as it's unfair on those who hold it. Great, well who ultimately pays that? Yes, you as a taxpayer. Perhaps an opportunity cost, where that $1.9 billion could be spent better. Uh, Education maybe? I think those nurses wanted a bit of extra cash so that they don't leave our shores and go and seek work elsewhere. Indirectly, these decisions do impact you and our nation needs a good hard look at itself around budgeting, debt and financial education. But we can't control what any government does. So start with who you can control. That's yourself and your education. I know we can't help everyone, but if you have been reading these emails thinking they are interesting but not really taking any action, you need to wake up. Please do something. Wake your friends and family up too. Get them learning, get them taking action. If you're completely drowning in debt and reading this, I don't know and you don't know what to do, then drop me a line and I'll see if I can point you in the right direction. Take care. Be smart out there, Luke. P.S. You are one of 3,396 recipients. Did you know 91% of Christians Against Poverty clients said that being in debt made them stay away from people, like socialising, sport, friends and family? Scary, huh? Um, Another report I read from the Christians Against Poverty was basically explaining how the people that they work with, they do some amazing work to help people get out of debt and to pay back the Ministry of Social Development and those types of uh, agencies where they've racked debt up with and cars and phones and all that sort of stuff. And they take them on a journey to get them to get in control of their finances again. And it's got some really compelling data in there from their own customer base of basically who feels what way when they have the pressures of money and it's really scary because people avoid going to family things because they can't a can't afford it or they feel ashamed or they're worried that they're not going to be able to contribute and take something along and and those types of things so it is um yeah it's it's very interesting and we often forget about the downside of money issues that are not seen you know it's not I can't afford that or I can't buy this or I can't turn up to this it's stressed lack of sleep um, you know anxiety around money and all those types of things and those have big consequences for our population as well so a very very complicated topic is money and a very very serious money mail for people there to understand that you know there's two billion dollars that is outstanding to people that have borrowed money from the Ministry of Social Development. There's a high chance you're listening to this going, I didn't even fucking know that they were lending money out. How's that even possible? And that's the sort of thing that you don't know that is going on. And I'm not saying that you need to know, but I'm just saying when you read sunshine and rainbows from politicians and from government and media, they're not necessarily digging deep into this stuff. Because it's not sexy to talk about, it's not exciting, and it's not going to get you to go like, oh, I might watch the news and spend my attention on the media this week talking about this, because 
it's not your jam. You're like, oh, boring, who cares, not my problem. Government, oh, they got heaps of cash, can they just print some more, sort it out, two billion bucks, who cares, just roll. And, and you're on to spending attention where you want to, and that's fair enough. So um, just know that things aren't necessarily getting heaps better in that area where there are people getting themselves further and further into debt at the bottom end of the spectrum as such. Like those are people that may not necessarily even have uh, a high income or an income that allows them to repay those and they're trying to repay the debt that they've had to incur to put their kids through school and dentistry and stuff like that via the Ministry of Social Development and then they are trying to repay that back out of a benefit, you know. So it's a big conundrum for a lot of people and a pretty pretty scary insight into um, an area of the population that is one in ten, you know, it's, it's quite a lot of people. So put that together so people could, could see uh, what was going on there. It was new data that had come out as well and there's a high chance you missed it and didn't really take much notice of it. But like anything with this, it sort of it blows over 72 hours later and we just carry on. But I can just about guarantee you that those stats aren't going to get better. That if I was to record this in three years' time, that that 560,000 people will become more and the 1.9 billion will become more and there'll be well over 1 in 10 Kiwis who owe the Ministry of Social Development money if they continue to lend it out as in how they currently are because that's the trend that we saw from 2018, 50,000 more people and owing about $500 more back to them. Very, very hard to repay debt. Very, very hard thing to do, to have excess cash and go, you know what, I'm going to pay down some debt. Doesn't excite many people and, you know, it's not an easy process to get into and something that you can teach yourself if you do want to do it. If you've got spare cash, clean up some debt, and go on a journey to do it because you don't want to continue to rely on it and increase your income via spending from the future, and that is borrowing money that you don't yet have to buy things you don't yet need and having to rely on a future source of income to pay that back. Righto, some heavy thinking and a bit of a rant in there for you as well, but very, very important. Obviously, you know that's part of why I started writing these is to help people understand financial literacy better, money better, things that are going on. And I'm just sick of the bullshit from people that just want to be re-elected and keep their jobs and talk about how we're making all these amazing changes and stuff. I mean, quite clearly, if you dig deep into the data, you can see that that's not necessarily the case. And we have people like Christians Against Poverty doing amazing work to try and unravel some of the stuff that's been allowed to happen and, you know, good on them and good on others that are doing stuff in that space. Key message in there is always take responsibility for your own learning, upskill yourself, avoid the traps of those types of things and try and delay your gratification. Do I need to get myself into debt for a new hoodie or for something new? How can you prepare? How can you be on your front foot with your finances um, so that you can stay out of getting uh, situations that you don't want to end up being in righto worry about what you can control and that is yourself and your education thank you for tuning in as always week number 48 done and dusted feel free to pass this on to somebody that could do with it somebody that needs to do some learning as well or you think will be uh, intrigued by the data that is in there 
All right, be good. We'll see you in week number 49.